welcome back to yet another edition of Kent and the Steering Team. As always, joined by myself, Phil, Bianca, Drew, but no Kent. Unfortunately, Kent is sitting back with a cold one, relaxing after single-handedly pulling Ever Given out of the Suez Canal. Anyway, on with the show. Team, how are we? Very well. Hey. <laughs> I just love the way you intro. I do sometimes <laughs> intro it with a hey. 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 It's, not, it's not the first time I've given it a hey. Oh, you know. Sorry, one of my neighbours is clearly banging doors. Well, that's because I'm saying, hey, and they're going, oh. <laughs> Thank you, Drew. I appreciate that. Um, team, this week, wow, what a week we've had. How irrelevant are the things that we're talking about on this show? Brilliant. Love I think, it. I think so much has happened this week and we had a show planned and we were just like, do we, don't we? Nah, we just, we let's just, not bother this yeah, week. Yeah, we went along the lines of, eh, fuck it. <laughs> and, uh, as we as we approached the autumn, we embraced the wonderful phrase "soldier on." Exactly, soldiering on with our original show. Exactly, um, and that is because we had obviously spoken about <laughs> toys last week, and we thought it would be quite fitting to instead of talking about anything else in the news. Let's continue on that theme. Also, we wanted a break from the news. Yeah, we wanted a break from reality, basically. And and what we thought we'd do is is put the traditional Kent and the Steering Team spin on a topic, any topic, try and find some way to link that to some sort of film in some way. Um, obviously, if we're talking about toys, we had the choice of either going down Toy Soldiers um, or Small Soldiers, as it's known. But, you know, that movie about the little toys that did stuff and everything. But that's Small Soldiers. I yeah, loved that soldiers. movie. Well, I said Small Soldiers. But then that's we Small thought... Soldiers. And we will touch upon that a little next week. Yes, exactly. Yes. But instead, we're going to talk about the other toy movie, Toy Story. Basically, it's a story about toys. And we thought that we should talk about that. Because in many ways, what it did was it changed our childhoods or also added on to what we were talking about last week and the evolution of toys and how... We interacted with toys as kids. It and also everything. changed cinema. Mm. I, I think it, it did. I think, but we'll get to that. Yeah. Um. So, guys. Toys. toys. Toy story. Toy story. Yeah. Yeah. Toys. I love toys. Look, it was a film from our childhood. As we grew old, it grew with us. It just, it absolutely changed everything, really. Well, again, from that point of view, it did change everything because, again, I used to think that my toys were coming to life behind my back. Did you think or did you wish? I, a bit of both. I wasn't sure. It's did a you, bit like Santa Claus, the Easter Bunny, all that sort of stuff. I can't be sure that it didn't happen. Did you ever guys like be lying in bed at night and staring up at your toys? Or, well, I had like toys on top of a shelf kind of thing mm. and just like try and catch them out. Yep. Half my bed was um, um, basically donated to the toys and making sure that they were all comfortable every night. And having very comfortable spots lie down, just in case they came to life, I wanted to make sure that they were comfortable and had a great time. That's so cute, and I used to do that too. Yeah, yeah. I had I had like um, things on my bed for them to like sleep in and stuff like that, like cozy little things and stuff. I had like no space to sleep on. Basically, I was a bit sad. I think look, the right way to look, look. If I wasn't trying to catch the toys out, I was lying in bed trying to use the force. <laughs> Just to try oh, and, I just was convinced I could things. use the force sometimes. Be like, come on, just I can just move this thing a little bit. Just pull the, that toy a little bit closer somehow. We'll make the curtain move. I also always thought my life was the Truman Show, to be honest, growing up. I was convinced of this. Again, wishful or? More scared. I was terrified okay. that my life was the Truman Show. 
I I had a very kind brother who once found my diary and he I mean he used to read my diary so that was a bit bitchy of him mm. he once my found my diary where I wish that I had telekinesis so he started like he actually put a whole bunch of things on strings for me and tried to convince me I did have it I think he was half a prank but it also made me I was mm. like four or five and I was so happy with it but mm. yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's true. Um, um, let's get back on the topic. On the topic, sorry. Yes, yes we do love our tangents. But yeah, look, Toy Story absolutely blew our minds with what was possible for a film. And then not long after, we got Toy Story 2, which absolutely added to that universe and expanded on what was possible with animation and certainly went into more complexities than anything yes. else. Yes, it did. I mean, I think it's that idea that what can a sequel do? <laughs> We're laughing because my stomach made a noise. His stomach just made a really loud noise and you just kept soldiering through it. And I was just like, did you not hear? And you didn't. You looked at us so blankly. Yeah. I'm used to hearing his stomach make noises because mine makes noises Drew and too. I, Drew and I both have really loud stomachs, so it's fine. It's, it's normal. <laughs> Look, Drew, um, anyway. bringing it back to this. I don't Drew, notice it anymore. Drew was Sorry, spot Drew. on with that idea that, that well, you say Toy Story 2, um, besides maybe Jurassic Park. I've, no, actually, Toy Story was the first time I really paid attention to the fact that there was what a sequel was. That's the first time, because I didn't really do that with Star Wars or anything else. It was Toy Story was the addition to the story. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, uh, yeah, I, I, I get that. I think for me, that was Back to the Future that was the mm. one that had that but i i absolutely understand what you mean with it and the fact that you could build upon it and then add new characters who you felt like you knew as long as you'd known the originals yeah exactly like i'd always just imagined that this was the world and therefore jesse and bullseye and all that were in part of that world and just not introduced to us yet i hadn't thought of the idea that maybe these were concepts that hadn't even been thought of yet yeah. You know, that, See, that kind of idea. I was always confused as a kid because mm. I swear I thought I saw Bullseye and all that before, but I hadn't. Like, no. I went and mm. looked back at it later and I'm like, no, they had not that, been there in the first one. That wasn't but a thing. I was so convinced that they were. Yeah. And I think it's because, like, Buzz Lightyear's story got built out on the mm. animation and I'm like, but didn't Woody's too? But no, it hadn't. Yeah. Um, But, like, yeah, like, I just think it was just... It, I think for me as a write, like someone who mm. likes writing and creating stories, mm. it was the first time that I realized that te- movies could also be like TV shows where they had. So even though Toy Story 2 was the sequel, it mm. kind of did come back to the original premise yeah. where they were toys in Andy's room. Yes. And I thought that that was interesting to me because like I was like, oh, that. It hasn't made it anywhere too new. It's just now Andy's got more toys. Yes. Mm. But it wasn't it was still brought back to that original thing. And I feel like even the third movie did that to mm. an external extent, but now yep. they were toys mm. in a new kid's bedroom. Mm. So I, I liked that no, idea. No, 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 no. Let me just stop you there. That that never happened though, Bianca. That, um, you talk about the fourth one very briefly there. That didn't happen. There were only three. No, films. no, I never watched the fourth one. That makes me so I happy. still haven't watched the fourth one. I thought you mentioned the fourth one. There is no, no, I said the third one. This Sorry, makes me happy that you've not seen the fourth one. There was no, there, basically there but is at no the fourth end one. of the third one, they become... They, they get given Bonnie's to the toys, bunny, yes. yeah. Yes. yeah, 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 and that's the end of the story. And that's the end of the story. There aren't, there is and no then there is that. the coda that they turned into a full two-hour movie. Yeah, there is no nothing beyond that. Um, but like toys represented our life for our toys. Yeah, Toy Story represented life for our toys. Sorry, and it made us think about what 
went on while we weren't around. Well, that's that's that point that we're talking about. Like, you're, you're correct. Um, I always thought that they were coming to life behind my back and therefore that's got to be real, right? That's what was happening in this film. I didn't really... It didn't have that connection. You know but the mean? other interesting thing for our generation about mm. Toy Story is that we were always the same age as Andy. Yeah. Well, well we were the Toy Story we were. generation. Yeah. That yeah. was for us because, yeah, you're right. You're right. When you say the third one... We were the same age as... Essentially, we were ending high school. 2010. We were leaving high school that year. And Andy was going, Andy off, was to going college. off to college, which is the same thing. Yeah. Like, it was the same... We were the Toy Story and, generation. And that's, and that's why I, I thought that it was so relevant. And I kind of completely... Mm. it Because they made that easier for me to be able to um, sympathize with Andy or the situation, because I was basically the same age as Andy, it meant that it was, it was you know, re- real for that. But but what I what I really like then from that is building on from that idea that that you know it was like around out for us kind of thing. Um, excuse me, was that they they because it was the first time I understood what sequels were. It meant that I kind of I felt like I was getting a look behind the doors. You know what I mean? Or like yeah. behind the mirror. I was able to see a little bit more depth behind things. Yeah. Um, if we look at the first one, I was always really confused in the first one. You know the guy in, in the part in Sid's house where Woody sees the TV? Oh, no, Buzz sees the TV and is watching the the, TV, the, the commercial yeah. about yeah. Buzz Lightyear. I never understood who it was sitting there at the, the chair. I always wanted to know who it was, and I thought, why aren't we seeing this person? What's going on? Who is that person? Sid's dad. Yeah. yeah, I never got it. I never understood that. I was always like, who is that? I want to see that. And and like, I, I just found that really interesting that then in the sequel, we got to see more elements of life and more parts where they could get around with and the ways that they would be avoided by contact with humans. Yeah, I don't know. Look, it's just me going on with the same idea that my toys did definitely come alive when I was a kid. Mm. But some of that, what you're talking about, like Sid, that had to do with the fact that animation was being improved upon yeah i mean because they the... couldn't but if you actually look at all the t- adults and yeah. all i think apart from andy you don't really see many adults faces you don't see many people's you don't faces see many people, yeah people's faces at all it's not till the second one when animation gets better yeah when we then see start seeing people's faces it's a bit like in a bug's life the the short before a bug's life drew what, yeah i can't remember what it was called that, that jerry's one. game yeah, where we see very little detail. Or we yeah. see Jerry, but again, it's kind of them testing out animation and ideas like that. And then we see Jerry again in the sequel as the toy repairer. Um, but yeah, like, can you remember, though, getting that sequel? What did you do? I remember that. I got it for Christmas one year. I think Ellen or Sophia or the three of us got it um, on video. And putting that video in and seeing that the case was different and looked newer than the first one. The Toy Story 2 one. Toy Story 2 yeah. one. Yeah. Again, the white was, video box. Yeah, this was yep. my... Again, because it was the first time I understood what a sequel was, I just... Every element of it was different and newer. It was... The box was different. It was like... It was just different. And the first couple of minutes of the the, um, the the movie was completely strange and brilliant with the kind of... You know, it's like the, the space scene looks like um, Star Wars. Um, but even like the, the you know, the, the ads before it, you know, on the, the, the VCR that you get. Yeah, yeah. They had the copyright ads back then. Not just the copyright ads. Remember, yeah, that warning. Remember the you warning? You wouldn't steal a... Well, not even that. It had no. the warning. It had um, the, the, the dark blue to light blue faded background screen. Yep. Oh, yeah. The yes. Disney 
yeah, the classic Disney thing. But also, um, when Toy Story two came out, it was mm. a it, it was a bit more of a milestone because mm-hmm. Toy Story two was released on VHS and DVD, something that See, hadn't happened for the first Toy Story. Now available on VHS and DVD. I had it on DVD. On Disney D- Disney DVD. Pure digital magic. I had it on DVD, <laughs> and it also brought. They also brought out the first movie on DVD as well. Yeah, because um, it hadn't been out on the I format before. And I got both of them on DVD mm. because we had just bought a DVD player at my house. I, I yes. also remember, um, you know, those ads before the movie. That yeah. Like, that, like I remember there was the one where it'd be like hockety pockety pockety pack or whatever. Hockety pockety wackety whack. That, and then also you hear the voice go. Dumbo, like that, yeah, as well. And then, then you see the scene with the Aristocats, and they'd fold, their, they'd fold their tails together, yeah. And it would be the scene of all of them, um, from Peter Pan, all of them flying out the, yep. the, the window and everything. And I then the think... scene from the 101 Dimensions with the sooty asses yep. and feet and everything, yeah. I think my VHS copy of Aristocats, because my VHS copy of Aristocats from memory came out around the same time as. Um, Toy Story mm. like it wasn't an original one it was one of the redone ones yes. and it had the trailer for the first Toy Story movie in it I don't know what that just Wonderful. popped up in my head which now I'm curious which copy of Aristocats was it was it the blue box one or the one with the the gold edging around it because it was one of those special editions it was a special edition it was a new one yep. it had just come out and it was because Aristocats was my favourite um, movie as a kid yeah. even though I don't like cats I just thought they were really the cute and I like the music from it um, but yeah I'm pretty sure it had that and it also had something else that had come around from Disney oh the Timon and Pumbaa um, TV series Timon and Pumbaa I have that on video still yeah I still got that on video <laughs> my, too my yeah. favourite part though of any VCR copy was the like that you know that that short thing that they used to do yep and and the disney logo would bounce around yes it'd be like on an angle and have like pinks and like turquoises and stuff yep i know the one you mean um and there's that competition there was also a point where they all had fantasia at the beginning Yes. All yes. that Fantasia stuff. Yes. Like they, they were really flocking Fantasia. I don't know if it had to do with Toy Story, but I just remember It Disney. had to do with Toy Story 2 because Toy Story 2 came out in 99 and was prepping for Fantasia 2000. Right. Which was, it was a big deal because Fantasia had never had a sequel and Fantasia had come out in 1940. So yeah. to get a sequel 60 years later, mm. Disney flogged it like a dead horse. Also, both films went to IMAX. Did it do well? It was a... Yeah, it was incredible. It Fun fact it? about Fantasia, really, really well I that. didn't understand that this, that it was a sequel. And I just thought that it had taken a very long time to develop. And that's why people were talking about it for so long. I never understood the fact that it was a second one. Yeah, I also but, never understood it. I yeah, just never no. understood Fantasia at all. But anyway. Yeah. Anyway, getting us off that tangent mm-hmm. because we've got a show to go to. Yes, we do. Um, what are your favorite moments from the films? Drew? Oh, man. Favorite moment? Um, okay. Toy Story one. Um, I always remember as a kid, um, the, the Binford tools box (laughs) Mm. and, and coming from a family that watched home improvement all the time. Right. I remember as a kid going, that's, that's from home improvement. And mum and dad would be like, yes, 
because the voice of Buzz is Tim the Toolman Taylor. Voice? What voice? Yeah. Yeah. So that was mm. that was a big one for me with number one. Um, number two, I don't know. Probably the, the crossing the street moment. I always found great. Yeah. Or or the the little cameo from Jerry of Jerry's. Yeah, game. That, Drew, you that nailed it. That's probably one. both of mine. And Toy Story three, the whole movie, just <laughs> the whole uh, thing that, is just. I remember going to see it. I remember it, having to keep my three D glasses on and not cry. Um, well. Sorry, hiding the fact that I was crying like a child. I was in a group of about 11 of us sitting across the row and we were all bawling our eyes yeah, out at the end. That just, really went after our yeah. ideas. My favorite from the first one, though, um, is probably the Pizza Pizza Heart, Pizza Planet um, <laughs> Toyota pickup, that um, the delivery car, and then just seeing... Buzz say, "Oh, we're much safer in the um in the the was it the the passenger compartment." And Buzz going, uh, "Woody going, Ugh, right up front. What an idiot!" And then getting like his ass slammed by the door shutting, <laughs> and just being like, "Wow, it sounded so real." Like the, the the plastic of the the window, and then him getting thrown around with all the crap in the back there. That was probably my favorite. Or scene when you get the reveal later down the line that the um the delivery car for Pizza Planet isn't a Toyota, but is in fact a Gyoza. Yes. <laughs> But, you know, it's just because it was so... They're obviously basing it off of a Toyota. Yeah. And it had the scratched-off letters like you see on some Toyota Hiluxes and stuff. Yeah. That was fantastic. My, my same thoughts for the second one and same thoughts for the third one. I don't think there's a single favorite part of the third one. Um, no. It's impossible to pick. So, I know that Toy Story wasn't the first movie I ever saw. Because mm-hmm. when Toy Story came out, I think we were three years old. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but I know it wasn't the first movie I ever saw. I went with my... But I... It was the first movie that I remember seeing. Mm-hmm. And I remember going with my brother and his friends because my brother was nine. Yep. And sitting in the cinema and just being so wowed by all the colors. Yes. Yep. And that was just like my first impression of it. And then just being like, this is amazing. How can you have so many colors? And also thinking about when, like, as a three year old, mm. watching an animation being like, this looks real. Mm. And. Looking back on it now, yes. it looks shit compared to what I remember it to look. Yeah. But for the day, it was amazing stuff. It and was the first full-length 3D animated film. Mm. Yeah, and I remember seeing it and just being like, wow, this looks so real. Mm. This looks so cool. How real does Andy look? And doesn't. But, you yeah. know, um, you're a kid. I was three. Yes. Then I remember the second one seeing it and... I remember crying when, um, what do you call it, left. What do you got left behind? No, no, no. Um, the song that you was playing earlier while we were. The, oh, when Emily left. When um, Emily leaves. Leaves Jesse. Um, Jesse, yes. That when whole she scene. Loved me. And yeah. my family owned a secondhand toy, a secondhand shop, and we constantly, oh. me and my brother, were constantly told, you know, whatever toys you guys don't will use, just put it at the secondhand shop, and we'll just sell them, and that's fine. And we could get a cut of it. And I think like that week was one of our cleaning weeks and I just couldn't. I was crying yeah. being like, but what if it thinks it doesn't, I don't love it. You know, it's funny. I, I thought that scene was really boring as a kid. And now that scene gets me every time. I'm like, oh my God. No, I was like a sobbing wreck. And in the cinema, my parents had to calm me down because I was just replaying all the toys I'd left at the secondhand shop oh. and just horrified. Breaks my spirit. Um, oh. Again, I was at that point. I was six, mm. and then when the last one came out, I was just crying again. I didn't see the last one in cinema, 
Um, the I third saw one. it the when last it, one. Yes. The th- yeah. Sorry. No, the last but one. Yeah, the, the last one. one. I didn't see the third one in <laughs> cinema um, because I don't know why. I think we were doing our HSC or something, and I was just trying to be good, but I probably yeah. didn't do that very well. Um, anyway, and then I saw it when after our HSC finished. Yes. Someone gave me a copy of it. Yeah. And I sat down and watched it, and I remember being in bed, and I just sobbed again because I yeah. was like that. When I thought they were all going to die. Yes, that just mm. hurt. It hurt. I was like, they can't end it like this. And then mm. I just had like horrible pictures of them all melted plastic. And I'm like, oh, no, they can't do this. Andy's toys. Um, and then it was fine in the end. And I was I was, I was, was very happy that they ended up with Bonnie. Uh, yeah. No, I do agree. They got a second start kind of thing. But oh, him saying goodbye to Woody was just the most... Oh, God, it hurt. So um, long. Partner. Just quickly, the fourth one. Yes, there is unfortunately a fourth one. And I think my favorite scene of that is the rain effect because... That, it was just showing how great the animation was. And man, that animation is fantastic. Right. Same with um, Bo Peep. And yeah. the porcelain look of her. Yeah, the brilliant. porcelain was cool. Mm. Um, I will it. pick out one thing I do love in the fourth one. Not about it, but in it. Bunny and Ducky. The um, two sideshow oh, side toys played by Key and Peele. Key and Peele. Yeah. Who I, I would have much preferred if pixar had just gone let's just make a whole movie centered around these guys oh mm. uh, there is one other thing not the fourth movie but there is a another scene that i like which is also massive because it was the first it was the it's the first massive thing i remember youtubing mm. the scene where woody um gets cleaned up by the old man from yes yep. thing. so satisfying that i think that's one of my f- like favorite scenes because I, also i like satisfying yes. cleaning videos and that's so and satisfying, that's so satisfying. Oh. even though he covers up the andy just how that well paint. that is oh, filmed brilliant. Brilliant. i love that scene the and streak with the, of the paint from the yes, brush yes. yeah to this day though whenever he cleans woody's eyes i kind of blink <sighs> yeah, no, and yeah i'm just like oh that would stink but still seeing it's the glossness when he cleans mm. it though yeah the matte dust effect anyway we've gone on long enough sorry Uh, we're gonna take a commercial break we'll be back in a moment with uh, a little bit more on toy story give your family the truth this easter with real deal eggs from palmy farms the cage-free free-range option that isn't free don't let your kids be fooled by fake eggs give them protein not pimples Thank you, Pommy Farms. This Easter, give your family real eggs from a chicken, not a bunny. Palmy Farms, the standard of excellence. Alrighty, and we are back on Kent and the Steering Team. Um, now, we were talking before the commercial about toys and Toy Story. Here's some more stories. <laughs> no, Ooh. no, not the film's Toy Stories. Here's some stories about the making of, well, about Toy Story that I think is uh, quite interesting. Bianca, what you got? What you got? Tell me. What so, uh, we got the story about how we almost lost the entirety of Toy Story 2. Yes. Terrifying, but it's real. Uh, and the fact that the Toy Story 4 number plate is the code that deleted the second film. What do you mean? So what happened was the second film was, I think, 
it was about March and it was supposed to come at Christmas. Mm-hmm. Mm. So it was almost done. Um, going pretty well. And they... Because when you say March coming out at Christmas time and they're nearly done, that's because back in the olden days it took a long time for things to happen. Yeah, especially mo- when it's an animated film. Most of those animated films of Pixar's take at least five, mm. six years to develop. Mm. Um, including all of the animation, all of the recording and all the things but so one uh staff member i don't know what they were doing at the time Mm -hmm. but they accidentally typed in the command r m r f right um r m r f happened to delete the entire toy story database it didn't Oops. delete. It didn't delete. This is this is the confusing thing. When if you don't know what how animation works, so there's the animation, right? Which is basically, um, think about it like a photo. Mm-hmm. So there's the photo itself, and then there's the every little picture in the photo. And to create the photo, you, you need no, to wait. No wait. What do you mean? There's it's not every picture. Sorry. There's every little element in the photo. So there's like a mug in the photo and a cup and a banana and other things like just say that's what mm. the photos of and so like woody would be one thing and then there'd be yeah so woody is one element but woody actually has more than one element woody has his eyes his hands every element that moves is technically a different element that he's made up of right so woody is a massive element but he's also got little elements in it mm. Then there's like other elements in the room, the objects in the room. Then there's other elements that have to move. So say Woody takes off his hat. Mm. Um, they deleted all the elements and they deleted all the ways. <laughs> they deleted all the programs to actually move the elements. So the programs that they'd taken five or six years developing, because you've got to think about it, like they have to develop all of the attributes, all of the elements, and then they yes. have to tell the computer, this is how the element moves, and then they have to move it. It almost feels not worth it. Anyway, yes. So they deleted all of the stuff that told how to be moved. They deleted everything that they needed to create the film. They still had the film, but it was just blackness. And then it was... Can you imagine coming into the office one day and seeing that and being like, oh Well, no, so it actually happened even scarily than that, more scarily than that. Um, Who is the... John Lasseter. Mm, Yep. John Lasseter was showing someone at Disney... uh, At Pixar, sorry, someone else... um, all of the elements of the film. They were actually going through it. And he was clicking on something and he's like, oh, that didn't work. And because like things might not work day to day, but they're going to get... Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. He's like, oh, that didn't work. Let me go just find that and I'll quickly fix it up now. So then he went to find that element that wasn't working. It was gone. And then he pulled up the folder and then he was just watching everything delete. Oh my God. Like it was just... He's like, he, he, there's a really good interview that I can't find, unfortunately, but it's even describing it where it's like everything just was one by one disappearing off his screen. And he tried to unplug his computer from the server mm. to save it, mm. but it was already gone. Like it wasn't, My. they couldn't save it. Now, as everything was getting deleted, um, they were trying to figure out what happened. Then they found out that it was just someone accidentally pressed this. It wasn't anyone's fault it was just something that happened um they didn't fire the person Mm -hmm. but now they're like what are we going to do our entire movie's missing 
they didn't have a backup because this was deleted from the backup. Like this is deleted from the main server. Um, oh, Pixar. But then they realized that Gallen Sussman, who was the supervising technical director, was on maternity leave. And just before she went on maternity leave, which was only the week before, she'd taken an entire copy of the movie on her hard drive and taken it home. Yes. So she had a yes. copy of the movie from one week before. Yeah. Legend. At her home computer. And they realized that this was now the only copy of the movie in existence. Oh, my God. So they took a shitty car. I think they said it was a Toyota or something. Mm-hmm. Um, they took a car over to her house, mm-hmm. wrapped the uh, wrapped the computer in blankets, and drove like full forty kilometers in California down a highway, just to get it. just to get it there in one piece. And they were panicking the entire time. I, I guess the tale of the the story, well, the end of the story is they made it. Well, no, 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 no. That's not even the end. So oh. what happens is then they plugged it all in. But because they still had that main file where they'd done an extra week's worth of work, everything was out of sync and nothing was quite right. So then the entirety of the department, um, we've talked about how they do um, crunch time. Yes. This is crunch time on another level. This was crunch time on another level. None of them went home for those four weeks. I think they talked about in the um, thing that um, Sussman, Gallen Sussman, came off her maternity leave to come help out. They set up other departments within Pixar, helped out by setting up mattresses and bringing food for them all the time. So they were just, the other departments of Pixar basically just became like delivery people and hotel staff to keep them at work working To to save the movie. And they all worked for 48. 72 hour days like over three days they just wouldn't leave the office they finished it one of them was like we did not see our families we had to get this movie back on time but the kicker is they got all of this done they finished the movie and then in october the movie's coming out in december remember Mm. they watch the movie with pixar with everyone no one likes the movie. And so then they give themselves three months to redo the entire movie. And they still manage to get it out on time. So that what movie that got why? deleted isn't even the movie that we see. But what it's a, such... What, what was the point? Oh my God, these poor souls. Because it's then they had all the elements, then it was just a matter of reconfiguring right, it all. But at least they still had them. They the had The hard work all. was done. The hard, Yeah, the hard right. work was done. But in Toy Story 4, the movie that you guys per se doesn't exist... The um, license plate yes. in Toy Story 4 for one of the cars, I can't remember which one, is actually RM- RF-97, which is the command that yes. deleted everything 97 when it happened. So the year that it happened. Yeah. Right. Drew? <laughs> Sorry, that took a while to save get Save you out. from that. I, I'm actually just finding some additional details about that and how a good chunk of the staff wound up with carpal tunnel syndrome or rsi yeah but they got it was a full third of the staff i'm not surprised the interesting thing is like a lot of the staff have come back and said lifelong friendships were made and none of us actually regret it like 
it was hard. It happened. It happened, yeah. but we did it and yeah. we got through it. And oh they're actually quite good about it. Like anytime you ask anyone who was a part of that, who was about it, they yeah. all seem to have very, mm. like that was horrifying, but it was okay. Yeah. Drew, save right. us. Well, yeah. Okay. On a human level, less horrifying, but for those of us as fans, yeah. it's still a little horrifying. When it came to Toy Story 3, Disney and Pixar had basically built a lot of tension between them and had neared the end of a seven picture deal that they had, of which there is debate over whether or not they counted Toy Story 2 in the seven films as it was a sequel and not an individual an film. Yeah. Um, basically, as a result of that, the chairman of Disney went ahead and started a new company, a, a new studio for Disney called Circle 7 Animation that was essentially designed specifically to do sequels to Pixar films, which led a lot of people in the industry to call them Pixar. Pixar, I like that. Pixar. Um the first production that they started working on was Toy Story 3 with the concept that Buzz, along with every other Buzz Lightyear toy, was getting recalled due to a manufacturing defect. And as such, because he's um, malfunctioning, the, um, they'll get recalled back to a factory in Taiwan and all the toys try to go along to rescue Buzz. I can just imagine that that's maybe where that idea that Buzz gets factory reset in the third one and has the Spanish Buzz as well. Maybe. Maybe that's where that idea has come from. What bothers me about that totally story about is that, 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 it, that, yeah. that that particular concept for a story reminds me too much of Toy Story 2. Yeah. It, it just true. feels like the flipped over version of Toy Story 2. Yeah, it's not original enough. And that's that's the problem, I think. With It's, it's missing that, that Pixar touch to it. Yeah. However, um, thankfully, a new deal was cut between Disney and Pixar before this went too much further, mm. where the number one shareholder in the Walt Disney Company, which was Steve Jobs at the time, owning 7% of the company, went in with John Lasseter into Disney and made the decision with them that Disney would buy out Pixar on the deal that Pixar chief John Lasseter would then take control of all Disney animation, including Pixar and restore all of Pixar's properties back to Pixar because the terms of the original deal were that any and all characters from the Pixar films with Disney would then be owned by Disney. So Disney could make sequels without Pixar if they wanted to. Right. The only terms in the original deal were that Pixar had a right of first refusal over whether or not to work on the sequels. Right. Sorry, this is just random bit of information that popped in my head, but do you know Dan Schneider who does all the Nickelodeon shows or did all the Nickelodeon yeah. shows before he got outed as a really weirdo creep? Yeah. Um, he, in all of his shows from about 2004 or five, had um, all of the tech in the show was called Pear, like Apple. Yeah. And the reason why was because they constantly made fun about Disney and they couldn't 
And because Steve Jobs owned such a massive portion of Disney, mm. they used pair and would make jokes on Disney's behalf about Disney and about <laughs> Steve Jobs all oh. the time. And oh. everyone had to have the latest pair phone kind of thing. But it was just basically they had all these Apple phones and they just went through extraordinary lengths to make Apple phones look like they were in the shape of pears. It was just really ridiculous. But anyway, sorry, that was just popped in my head when I, I always remember that when I remember Steve Jobs owned such a portion of Disney. Uh, the final but po- I yes. wouldn't have liked the recall movie. No, I, look, I think I wouldn't have minded, but I think that it would have op- unfortunately opened up to us um, not ever having an ending to a brilliant series, which is exactly what happened when the fourth one came along. Um, so they stuffed us anyway. They got us in the end. Our criticisms of, of the fourth one aside, though, if you took it out of that context and assessed script and everything, it stands as a strong film. It just doesn't stand as a strong piece in the toy it, story look, canon if, and that's if the, more the fourth yeah. movie i'm assuming i haven't again i still haven't seen it but just question if the fourth movie had been the third movie mm-hmm. um and then the third movie had been a f- the fourth movie in the final movie mm-hmm. would you have looked down on it so much yes it won't it wouldn't work it wouldn't work you know, but this, look at it this way. Look, I'm, talk, the, I'm not the talking fourth... about word for word. No, no, yeah, no, no, but, yes. but, no, but structurally, no, it no, because it would have delayed to to yeah. an ending that needed to come. It, yeah. Okay. Uh, what this was was basically the third one was the closing of a very gentle, kind of frail children's book. You close it very nicely, and you'd be like, "Time to let it rest." And then some Chad comes along and goes, "Wah!" and opens up, being really violently going. Oh, I was going to have a look. What, what, what's this? And just rips it open and shreds it in half and goes, Oh, your shitty book broke. Oh, let's have a look at this story. And just starts reading it. It's just, that's what the fourth one is. It reminds me of, um, the way you're describing it reminds me of the Cinderella sequel where it was like the one where they go back in time. The third one. Yeah. Which annoyed me. Mm-hmm. Because they didn't, one, they didn't need to go back in time. It undoes the good work of the, the story. It yes. just basically went back in time to make the stepsister seem nicer, but no, that's no. not the point of it. Let, I, I really, I'm really sick of villain redemption arcs. No, ditto. Um, yeah. Drew's be- like, no, I want more. <laughs> no, no, I don't. I don't. I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking that's not necessarily what Toy Story 4 is, but Toy Story 4 just... It doesn't make sense in any context except... This Exactly. I, I'm, I'm all for what they want to give their characters but we didn't need to see it correct um just before we go to our what the quote though quick story for you if you go on youtube there's actually a shot for shot stop motion animation version of toy story 3 that some guys spent eight years recreating um using real toys and uh yeah some some real people in there it's fantastic i i think it's worth checking out go and do that um, but now let's get to our what the quote. We'll come back after that with uh, the legacy of Toy Story. Now it's time for what the quote. And uh, Drew, what was last week's quote? You are a sad, strange little man, and you have my pity. Farewell. Yes, that's uh, a wonderful little quote from uh, a very special movie, uh, one that you've probably all heard of and well aware of now. Uh, Toy Story, in fact. See what we did there. We're clever. What can I say? Uh, and Philip, what is this week's quote? So why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? <laughs> now, if you know what that quote is from, reach out to us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever social media you find us on. Anyway, back to the show. And we are back from our What the Quote on Kent and the Steering Team. Guys, 
Toy Story and its legacy. Hmm. Talk to me, friends. What do we think? What Was Toy mean? Story the first Pixar movie? I'm trying to remember. It's I the think, first yes. Pixar movie. It's the first full-length 3D animated feature film. And now, like, recently, I think we reviewed Soul at the end of last year. We did. And how good it was. And then there was Onward. I think Onward and Soul were in both of our top tens. Mm. Drew? I loved Onward. Onward was oh good. Oh, my God. Um, that was amazing. And then we've got Luca coming out this year, which Doesn't I'm very look fun? much... Look, it looks really fun, actually. Yeah. I've not seen a single bit about it. Look, um, I think that if we look at the vast array of films that's come from Pixar as a result of Toy Story and its success... It led to things like um, Wally. It led to things like oh, Wally was good. Finding oh, Nemo, fantastic. Finding Nemo, how Incredibles one and two, which are one some of my favorite movies. Yeah, you know, there's there's such an array of films. Even the first Cars, which I was a fan of, you know, focused on cars was cool. You know, I, there's just so much that has come from it. Um, again, you know, it it did the fantastic thing of of doing what so many Disney films did, and it had adult jokes you know weaved into a children's story that dual audience yeah exactly that you can enjoy as you get older again we were talking about earlier the fact that we were the same age as andy and we grew up with andy basically and i feel like we also grew up with pixar yeah i like so it's development i'm now i found the list of all the movies and i'm just looking Mm -hmm. through it and i'm like yeah i remember that one i I remember watching monsters inc as a kid i remember Mm -hmm. like going to see finding nemo it's like they came out at the right time for our ages as well because as we grew up with andy i mean if you look at when the incredibles came out it came out at just that right age for us where superheroes were the be all and end all yeah but it was it was a kids movie that was also a superheroes movie so like older kids could enjoy it and then wally i think i think ratatouille is the only one that i haven't seen on this list which now I'm looking through it. I'm like, You've yeah. You've never Ra- seen Ratatouille. Or The Good Dinosaur. I've never seen those two either. I tried to watch The Good Dinosaur. I, I will have to give it another attempt. But Ratatouille, my father is notorious for not liking animated programming of any kind. It's just not his thing. But he loves Ratatouille. But I like, like, we were talking about the animation of people earlier. Mm. Like, look at the way... Um, I mean, I haven't seen it, but I've seen the stills from it. The main character in Ratatouille, how he is compared to how, you know, Andy's family were in the first one. They couldn't yep. even show their faces because they weren't that great at animating back then um, or designing well, at people. I, then also think of the, the, the animation and soul on people's faces and stuff. You know, the, the, mm. the details and oh. the expressions and what they're able to do with it and, and Ratatouille, the enjoyment of food and stuff like that well, as look well. Look at- like, how they've gone to such high concept with things like Inside Out. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Inside Out is also another great thing with like that's a they've they've created an entire world mm. and in Monsters Inc. Mm. But Monsters yeah. Inc. it's more reflective of our world. It's just the monster world. Yeah. But the way everything works and they've designed something completely new in Inside Out mm. is pretty amazing. And then That's what Pixar's done really well. It's made you look at at things that may not even register to you, but in a completely different way inside out gives you the entire idea of like, maybe that's why songs get stuck in our head. Cause it's just our internals fucking with us. Toy story. What if our toys come to life behind our back? What if we all went down the, ch- the path of polluting and being disgusting slobs 
that's Wally, you know. Mm. Um, there's the whole. What if underworld. the monsters were in our closet? Yeah. What if yeah. there were monsters in our closet? What if there were, um, the, the, you know, the sea life? This is what happens when you take something out of its environment. This is the reality of it. I, one of my favorite things about Pixar is that they actually change the ending of Finding Dory mm. because of the documentary that had come out earlier on in the year. Yep. about the whales in captivity. And I yep. think the original ending to that was they were all supposed to enjoy their life in captivity. But then they decided not decided to because they're like, oh, shit, that's actually pretty bad for fish. Yes. And I think they also looked at the fact that their first movie, Finding Nemo, had such an impact on the sale of clownfish yes. that they were like, you know, we're going to do something a bit mm. more ethical here. Mm-hmm. And they did. Finding Dory has like a great story and it's got... And they, they incorporated a car chase into a fish movie, which I just found fascinating yes. watching back many years later. But like... Again, you know, and we look at environments though as well then. The car chase scene, um, the rain scene in Toy Story 4. Yeah. The world in WALL-E. There's all these things. I mean, they did Out of Space in WALL-E as well. Like there's look just... Look at Brave. A Brave. Um, again, the world of Inside Out. Even even the the seeing the re, the the real life parts in Inside Out, seeing mm. them moving across country, being in San Francisco, that the difference of the world, the reality of the world. Yeah, I mean it's incredible. Again, you compare that to Toy Story two when we saw outside for the first time. Um, I absolutely love the comparison between the female brain and the male brain in Inside Out. Yes, because even in the tiny details of the surroundings in their brain, like mm-hmm. just the things that were around them, they were like, yeah, there's there's something different going on here, and that was. Yeah. Hilarious. That was an adult joke. And I was older when Inside Out yes, came yeah. out, obviously. But for a kid, they wouldn't really pay Inside the female brain when all of them are, are banding together like, oh my goodness, he's getting it. He's getting it. And then there's like the almost... The, yeah, that was so good. Again, it's adult jokes. Yep. Yes. Um, you know, the, well, the adult jokes. Which, I was a yo-yo. <laughs> and then Potato Head was... Yeah, or or even just the word I'm searching for, I can't say. Because <laughs> yeah. they're, they're a preschool toys present. Yeah. Like, it's just wonderful. Again, it's that, that idea. And that Which, wasn't something that picks up. No, I absolutely love it. when he first sees Jesse. Uh, Buzz first sees Jesse and his yeah. wings shoot up. Yep. Yeah. And when I was older and I understood that joke, I was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I didn't get it when I was a kid. I was just like, oh, he's happy. Yeah, he is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a marriage spud. I'm a marriage spud. I'm a marriage spud. You know, that sort of oh. stuff. Like, all of it is just so clever, but it's, it's brilliant, you know. Um, and and that was the sort of humor we grew up on as kids. I, I mean, it's the same humor that was woven into the Nicktoons that was the likes yes. of Rocco and Rugrats and all that. They all had that dual audience humor to them. And Pixar was able to take that humor and refine it into being more than just dual humor but mm. being a dual audience in every way on every level and to tell stories that would resonate with young and old look at the incredibles the the story of strain on a marriage yeah absolutely oh yeah like no they they have some great up that was the one i was trying to remember i was like which one is it the one with old oh, the heartbreaker the the oh, openings yeah. scenes to up they didn't even need to make a movie after no. that. No. That got me and I was well, just like... I mean, imagine a kid watching that and being like, mum or dad, can you explain that to me? And then the, the turning to the parent and the parents bawling their eyes out going, nah, no, you're on your own no. with that one. Yep. Not explain that. 
like when oh you're older. God. And then imagine like the fact that when you're watching a kids movie, you have to say to your kids, "I'll explain that when you're older." That one, I'll explain to you when I'm not crying. You know, um, it's <laughs> oh, phenomenal. Man. Looking outside of what we've had in the past, um, mm. well, this is still in the past, I guess. We've had some things outside of the film. Um, we had spin-off shows like Buzz Lightyear of Star Command. That was a Saturday Disney. I love that, that show. show. I like that show a lot. I want it back. Come um, on, Disney Plus. But then moving to the future, Buzz Lightyear movie. I, I think you mean horrified. moving to infinity and beyond. Lightyear. I don't appreciate that, Drew. You can take that back next time, okay? No, I appreciate no, I'm not that. That was brilliant. I, <laughs> I, I will pay that. That was sensational. But yes, we are, we are getting a Lightyear film. How do we feel? I, not I'm not like you. I actually, because I, I loved the Buzz Lightyear series so much. Mm. I'm actually hoping that it's a spinoff of that and not a spinoff of Toy Story. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. You want you're hoping it's linked to the yeah, the like because I loved Mira. Like she was one of my fa- mm-hmm. She was like one of my icons as a child. And I want to see her in it. I want to see... Um, do we know about this movie, Drew? We know nothing. It's the story of the astronaut that inspired the toy. That's all they've told us. So really, it just... So it's is it really about Buzz weird... Aldrin? No, because it's about this guy that looks like Buzz it's, Lightyear. It's that looks about really weird. the actual Buzz Lightyear. Oh, like so in-universe. Yeah. It's oh, that's It's an in-universe story with Chris Evans voicing Buzz this time. Mm-hmm. So what I can Instead say is, of Tim Allen. I can say that I'm so not looking forward to this thing. It looks awful, but let's see. Look, going off the back of Pixar's recent record, there's two films in there that I really don't look like the look of and haven't, or three films I haven't liked the look of and haven't liked. Finding Dory, Cars 2, Toy Story 4. Pixar, Balls in Your Court, good luck, because I don't think you're going to nail this one. Well, we'll wait and I, see. I can tell you, I don't think this is going to be falling with style. I think this is going to be falling with a thud. <laughs> And he'll go see. Sorry, do you guys know who voices Buzz Lightyear in the TV series? Yes, indeed, I do. Phil, do you? No, I probably do, but I've forgotten. Patrick Warburton. I don't know who that is. Cronk. Uh, Cronk from. <laughs> don't know who that is. Haven't you ever watched oh Emperor's God. New Groove? No. Have you ever watched Rules of Engagement? No. You know him. Seinfeld? Yeah. Putty. The guy that. Dates Elaine in the later part oh. of the show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, like, you know his voice. You've, you've heard him he's and seen him in everything. He's got a very distinct yes. voice. Yeah. and he's yes. He's oh. animated. He's been in a lot of animations. Oh, he's in, he was um, also in Kim Possible. He, yeah, he's the coach in Kim Possible. He's Joe in Family yes. Guy. Yeah, he's also the guy in The Dish. Yes, yeah. he is yeah. the guy in The Dish. Yeah. Oh my god, I gotta watch The Dish. Sorry, differently. A hundred percent. I'll watch the dish with you. Let's watch the dish really soon then. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, no. I so we're not going to get any of my. F- and also Wayne Knight, who was oh yeah, of course Newman he, was he, Zerg. Um, yes, he was. Not, not just was he was he Zerg? Yeah, he's Zerg. Zerg in the TV series. He was really, but yeah. He was- yes, he was Zerg. Yeah, but he was also Wayne Knight was also Al from Al's Snowbun. Yeah, it's just like you. Oh, he yes, that's right. It's like printing my own money. (laughs) I love the girls. Um, Let's get to our sick end of the week, though. Yes, okay. So I think that in honor of Toy Story, in Mm -hmm. honor of its lasting legacy, even though it wasn't the movie we got to see, Mm -hmm. I really think Galen Sussman, who was again the supervising technical director on the second Mm. Toy Story movie, yep, 
should get sick end of the week for saving it with her maternity leave. I'm on board. Agreed. With that. Yeah. Amen. Yes. Uh, the name Ga- Galen Sussman. You are our sick end of the week for this week. And that sound means one thing. It is the end of the episode. That was a good episode. That was a lot of fun. It was a trip down memory lane. I hope Um, you guys at home have enjoyed us going through this. Yeah, I hope so. Um, But if you didn't, that's fine. We've got a whole new content uh, shift for you next week. When we look ahead to 80s versus 2000s kids movies. And on that note, I would just like to let you guys know, um, this obviously doesn't necessarily apply by the time the episode goes up. But looking to next week and what today is. Today is the 20th anniversary of Spy Kids. As in today is in the day this episode goes up or today is in... Today, today as in right now while we're recording. As in March 31st. Yes. Okay. If we're going to talk about Spy Kids next week, I have opinions. Because I rewatched that recently and I was like, oh my God, this was bad. Bianca? We will, we will touch upon Spy yes. Kids <laughs> along with a number of other films. We've got... Big Fat Liar? Big Fat Liar as well. We're still compiling the list the for mask. next week. That was a kids movie I the recently realized is, recently. The Mask is a 90s film, but yes, we, we will get count. into that. Anyway, Sorry, I just recently realized it was a child yes. movie. Before we start doing all of next Tangents. week's episode. Yes, yes. let's just uh, say goodbye, shall we? I think we shall. Drew, we say what? Yep.